It's time for the Friday Football Coaches Show on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us on this Friday afternoon turning into evening. We have got the district final round of the high school football season in the state of Michigan this evening, and we've got plenty of UP teams to cover and check out this weekend. There are nine UP teams left in the Michigan high school playoffs, five of them in 11-man, four of them in 8-man. We talk with several of those coaches and players throughout the day today, and we get you primed for football action coming up this weekend. Friday, Saturday games for a few teams in our area. We will have the Saturday morning coaches show tomorrow. You can get the recap on everything that happens this evening. Well, Jeff Olson and the Ishpeming Hematites are rolling right now. Ranked fifth in the state in the final AP poll. They are 10-0, and they are getting set for a rematch with West Iron County, the team who gave them, score-wise, one of their closest games. Right on the doorstep of the rematch, we have a chance to talk with Coach Olson and several of the Hematites. Time now to talk with Ishpeming Hematite quarterback Gavin Sunberg as his team prepares for a rematch with West Iron County. Gavin, what a season it's been for you guys. Ranked fifth in the final poll, undefeated heading into the district final weekend. You get a team that you've already played this year, beat them 14 to nothing. The score not indicative of how that game went. You had plenty of yards, but a few turnovers maybe cost your team when you were down in the red zone. Tell me what you remember from the first game with West Iron County and what you expect from them this time around. They play hard. They're a physical team. They're tough. Um, but we shot ourselves in the foot the first game, and if we really want to dominate them this thing, we can't have that. So uh, this time we just got to clear things up and be better. Well, last season obviously didn't turn out the way that Ishpeming was hoping for. How much has that motivated you guys as you get going to this year and put together what you have so far? It motivated us a lot. We really wanted to get back out there and show everybody what we're what your spring football is about. In the last two years really didn't pan out the way we wanted it to. So just coming out here and doing what we're doing is is a great achievement for us, but we're still looking for more. Well, Gavin, last season you were splitting time as the quarterback. This year the signal caller job is yours. Tell me how it feels to be the guy, the guy who's run the show for Ishpeming. Uh, it feels great. Um, it comes with some pressure, but... There's nothing that I can't really handle, but it's a great feeling and it's great to lead this, help lead this team to a lot of good wins this year. Well, I know talking to other uh, members of the community, what have you, that your arm, is, your arm strength is certainly noticeable as something that you bring to the table. As a quarterback, what is it that you bring to the team, whether it's the ability to run, the ability to pass, what have you? Uh, what's your strength that you like to bring to the table? Uh, I like to be a... A vocal leader for us and just lead by example but uh i try to lead by my play just run hard every game every time i get the ball and just try to make good throws and just try to be a leader overall if you had to pick an identity of this team whether it's the mental toughness it's the pride that you take on offense defense what what would that be what would the identity of this year's ishpeming hematite football team be uh i think it's overcoming adversity last year Obviously, we had a death of a teammate, so we had to overcome that even this year because it's still tough. But uh, just overcoming adversity, whether it's fumbling or uh, not getting calls our way or whatever it is. When you look at the postseason, do you prepare for that any differently than you would uh, for a regular season? Certainly the feeling of the game has got to be different, but do you approach that any differently than you would in the regular season? Um, yeah, I'd say we do. Uh, we we look at we watch a lot more film. We uh, prepare a lot more mentally, whether it's going to bed earlier or uh, just watching more film. Uh, we we approach it uh, a little differently. Yeah. Well, your teammates with your brother, he's in your backfield. You guys make one of the best rushing combinations in the UP. Tell me what it's like that you have the opportunity to play with him. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, he uh, he brings a lot to the table. He's a Big, tough runner, but he's a great blocker, and it's, it's really good to have him out there. Gavin, yeah, uh, I want to talk to you about maybe some trips that you've taken going across and playing football uh, around the UP. Is there any teammate that stands out in particular, makes the bus rides fun? Uh, definitely Hunter Smith. He's uh, my number one receiver this year. He's one of my best friends, and uh, he's just a great guy to have on the team. And uh, We sit together on every bus ride. What what is it that Hunter does that he makes uh, 
he makes those bus rides fun. Just joking around and laughing and uh, being a good teammate and just having fun with everybody. Talk with Gavin Sunberg, quarterback of the Ishpeming Hematites, on the uh, right on the doorstep of his team's district final against West Iron County. Gavin, tell me what you guys need to do to take care of business to get the win this weekend. Uh, we got to take care of the ball and block well and just stuff them defensively like we did last time, and we should be good. Gavin, again, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. That's Gavin Sunberg, quarterback of the Ishpeming Hematites. We transition over to talking with Hunter Smith of the Ishpeming Hematite football team. Hunter, obviously things are rolling for you guys right now. 10-0 and going into the district final, a team that you've already seen before this season. How are you approaching West Iron County differently this time rather than your Week 7 meeting? Uh, we're approaching them uh, very similar. Our defense has been very strong all year, as you can tell, 10-0. and But, um, you know, just stopping, stopping their big back. Uh, they're passing games uh, obviously pretty well and uh, just uh, guarding those pretty well. That, that's really it. Tell me about the first meeting with those guys. A 14 nothing win. It was basically a battle for the conference championship. You both were undefeated in conference play at the time. You pitch a shutout against them. Offensively, you put up a lot of yards, but turnovers seem to be an issue at times. Uh, yeah, we're, we're really strong on offense. Our line's pretty big. We... Uh, Obviously, it opens up a lot of holes for our backs, and our backs are really fast. So we do pretty well on that, but we just need to hold on the ball a lot better. 14-0 uh, is obviously really well, but uh, I, I think we could do better. Well, last season obviously didn't go the way that Ishpeming was hoping for for various reasons. Uh, how much did that motivate you as you come into this season and you work forward to ultimately uh, what you're doing right now? Um, it motivated us a lot. You know, we wanted to... Uh, everything back for Ishmael, especially as seniors. We wanted to uh, leave the younger kids with a better mark than uh, what was last year and the year before. We wanted to uh, give them something to look forward to and get Ishmael tradition back to what it was. Knowing that you're a senior and it could end any given Friday or Saturday whenever you take the field, does that put a little extra pressure or motivation on you every time you step out, or how, how are you handling it? Um, Yeah, it, it pushes you like a lot actually like uh it's, it's a bittersweet feeling every time you step on that field like you're like oh this this could be the last but you definitely don't want it to be so you put it pushes you through that little extra that got to get you that win especially if we if we were to get into a very close game it's it gives you that edge there's so much history and tradition with Ishpeming football i'm sure if you're like me you grew up watching those guys and they seem so much older and then suddenly you're one of them and now you're a captain of them you you get to be the leader that you know the young ones look up to and you know they wish to be someday tell me how that feels um it feels great uh 2015 we were moved up me and gavin were and uh drake sumberg also but he wasn't here today to do part of the interview but we were all moved up and uh part of that 2015 team like we didn't play but we were able to like feel the culture around the Aussie Corp you know all those big names and stuff in 2015 and experience going down state and stuff so like it's pretty cool like you look up to them you're like oh yeah they're so much bigger and then all of a sudden you're in their shoes and you're like you're trying to make a big state run. Well, you talked about going downstate, and I'm sure you've been on plenty of road trips throughout your time. I talked to Gavin just before you. He says that you make the bus rides more fun than any other teammate. Would you say the same about him? Oh, yeah, of course. We're uh, constantly together. We're, we're uh, together all the time, really. We're sitting together all the time. Uh, yeah, we're together like 24-7, and, you know, and stuff. So we're, we're not the best friends on the field, but we're off all the time. I tell you what, every time I look and see what Ishpeming's done on a Friday night or a Saturday, whenever it is that you take the field on any given week, it seems like you're responsible for a big play on special teams. Is that what you feel <laughs> that you can bring to the table week in and week out? Oh, of course. Uh, you always got to look at it. Uh, you got to make a play, make a play. And uh, Westwood, Westwood week, that's what it was down to. Uh, we made a couple mistakes at the beginning, and uh, we were down 0-14 to 14 after those, and uh, Coach always told me that was the spark, that fun return, and uh, it's always a great feeling trying to get our team that spark back on special teams. You know, we got a big big uh, front line on kickoff and punch, and it's always nice to have them blocking for you. How much different does it feel when you approach a postseason game as compared to a regular season one? 
Um, it's like a championship game. Every game you got to move on. And everyone starts zero and zero. I mean, whether they get in at uh, you know, five and four, they're still in it, and uh, you're playing the same. You're playing them again. So uh, it's a championship game. You just got to approach it as that. You know, you lose your out, so you just got to give it your all. If you had to pick an identity for this team, whether it's the pride they take on defense, uh, blocking up front, what have you, what would be the identity of the Ishpeming Hematite football program? Um, I want to say our integrity, and uh, that's that's really it. Like we're all together too. Uh, you know, no one's like left out ever. Like we're really strong. We lifted together all season. Nobody missed out. That's what really uh, gave us this ten and start. Everyone's like. You know, together. That's really, it's just togetherness really is like what really brought us to this season. Talking with Hunter Smith of the Ishpeming Hematite football team. Hunter, uh, beyond football and what's going on this year, what else are you involved in over at Ishpeming? Uh, I do basketball, track. Um, I love building. I uh, work with my dad, uh, interested in trades and stuff like that. And uh, it's really it, hunting. Hunter hunting. All right. I like it. Um, yeah. What are you looking at beyond uh, high school? Are you looking at anything uh, for college yet? Um, not really yet. I uh, really hope on uh, um, attending Michigan Tech for, like, engineering. But, uh, you know, focusing on football right now. Big game coming up this weekend. Tell me about West Iron County. What do you expect from them the second time around? Um. Playing a team the second time is uh, obviously a lot harder. You know, they know our game plan last game, so they're going to be prepared for the next time we play them. So, you know, we just got to, you know, uh, execute really well because they know what's coming. But, uh, you know, you just got to prepare for them really well. They're going to be really strong. They have a big, uh, strong line just like us. So, you know, not much different. They match up really well to us. But uh, our team is just, uh, I think we're really well, really good. Hunter, thanks so much for taking the time. All the best this weekend. Okay, thank you. Time now to talk with Logan Krulik of the Ishpeming Hematite football team. Well, Logan, 10-0 start to the season. Couldn't ask for much more. Your team will be playing for a district title coming up this weekend, making the transition over from Gwynn to Ishpeming. Oh, it was, it was, it was great. I came here uh, after a not-so-great not so season my junior year. And everyone here was welcoming me, and everyone here just wanted to work hard, and everyone was here for the same reason, and that's to win. So that's all I'm about, and that's what it was great to be here for. Tell me what you bring to the table, uh, specifically as a football player, whether it be uh, running, receiving, uh, your defense, what have you. What's the identity that Logan Krulik brings to the table? Uh, I'm, I'm a defensive man. I play defensive end, so I don't, want, I don't want anyone really outside of me very much. So that's, that's what I try to bring to the table as not only that, but as a good leader, and hopefully try to get my team, uh, players going, everything like that, and uh, just just try to take charge of the defense. How about the identity of the team? If you had to focus in on something that Ishpeming does well, that they're known for, what would that be? Oh, well, every year, you know, Ishpeming's always been talked about how great their linemen are. Linemen are. That's exactly how I feel it this year. Like our linemen are creating big holes for our running backs to make big plays, and big players make big plays. So that's what we need. From what I've heard about West Iron County is that they are a big physical team up front, as are you guys. This is a game that could very well be won in the trenches. Do you and the other linemen uh, get up to the challenge like that? Oh, of course. We thrive for games like these, you know, like big games, big moments. We thrive for like, putting ourselves in those positions, you know. If we play a big player, a big team, that just makes us work harder during practice all week and we get that mindset ready. We have Logan Krulik from Ishpeming's football program on headset with us. You come into the postseason. Tell me how it feels as you approach a playoff game as compared to a regular season game. Do you go about it any differently, or certainly the, the atmosphere's got to be different? Oh, yeah. the whole You know, the whole town's like all the way supporting you and behind you. So, like, you know everything's on the line one game, and you can be done or you can be like advanced, you know. So uh, the whole week, you have that mindset. It's like we, we got to win and we got to advance. So... Besides, like our you know our game day rituals, we keep those the same. But the, definitely the atmosphere of like the week in the town is way different. Do you personally have any game day rituals that you got to keep the same? Oh, uh, uh, no, those are just clothes. Those are just for me. <laughs> That's all right. I like that. Um, when you look at West Iron County, what they like to do, do, are you noticing anything different from them here in these last few weeks compared to when you saw them last month? Oh, and when we played them last month, you know, it was, it was definitely a brutal grudge match of a game. 
So I'm definitely thinking they're going to change some stuff, as, as are we, you know. So anything we can expect, we're trying to prepare for it all week. Like any, anything we can do, you know. Outside of the football program, what do you uh, like to do? What are you involved with, maybe within the school and then outside of it? Oh, I'm a multi-sport athlete, so I play, I play football, basketball, and track. But besides that, I help out with, like, younger football teams. I help coach in middle school for a little bit. I help coach out the Pop Warren. Anything I can just do to give back. And, like, all those, like, Saturday charities we do help out the team, like building tents and feeding to the homeless and stuff like that, feeding America, anything just to give back. Do you have aspirations of maybe coaching after your playing career is over? Oh, maybe, maybe. I'm not too sure about that yet. So you look at uh, at what Ishpeming's done this season and really the tradition that they've laid uh, the foundation for over the last few years. How how fun is it? How proud are you to be a part of a hematite program with so much tradition? Oh, I love being a hematite. I get messages from old alumni telling me how, how they're carrying on their tradition and keep, like, keep on winning. It's, it's awesome to be around. Everyone's here supporting and wearing blue and white. It's, it's awesome. Well, the stadium's going to be packed this Friday night. The hometown is going to be there. Uh, they love to support that squad. Tell me what it's like being a part of a uh, home game over at Ishpeming. Oh, it's, it's crazy. The intensity is way bigger. You hear you, you, the fans never stop yelling. You hear everyone. The whole town is there. It's just it's, it makes you feel like it's a big college game, but you know it's a high school still. But they, they bring that to the table, which is awesome. It makes us go harder. Is there anybody on the team that maybe when you've got some long bus rides, trips downstate maybe, anybody on the team that uh, helps it go faster? Might be the goofiest guy that you have on the squad. Uh, that's definitely uh, Otto. He's, you know, if you don't know Otto, he's a, he's a rapper for Ishmael, so he's pretty funny, and he makes us laugh most of the time. And then uh, he also knows when to kick it in and get serious and go to work, too. So he's all around a good guy, and I like to have him on the bus rides and on the game and stuff like that. Logan, as always, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Best of luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. That's Logan Krulik, defensive end for Ishpeming. Now we move over to the coaching aspect of things. We get a chance to talk with Jeff Olson, and his team gets set for the rematch against West Iron County. Coach, when I talked to you on Saturday, you had stayed up till 3.30 in the morning watching game film on a team you had already beat this year after a 52-6 to win. How much time a day around this time of the year do you devote to watching film on your upcoming opponent? Well, you watch as much as you can, and even after you've, you've watched it, you know you watch all their games that you have available on the weekend and then during the week you always go back and and see if you're missing anything and uh so it's it's a long process um but you know you're one you know you want to have all your ducks in order uh you want to make sure that you don't miss anything and you know whether you're watching film or not it's on your mind 24 7 well you get west iron county again the first game it was 14 to nothing. Obviously, your defense pitched a shutout. They played excellent. Offensively, you had a lot of yards. It seemed like turnovers maybe were an issue early on. Uh, give me your thoughts on the first matchup. Yeah, you know, it was a hard-fought hard ball game and uh, could have went either way. And, uh, you know, we made a lot of mistakes with turning the ball over. We had some, some, some key penalties that killed drives. And, you know, mistakes like that can, can hurt you, and especially in the playoffs because, you know, you multiply Mistakes are multiplied because there's a lot at stake. You know, you you lose your out. So uh, we really have to eliminate mistakes. We really have to keep the ball in our hands and not give it back to them. I mean, they're they're in the playoffs for you know for a reason. They have some great players. Um, you know, so you don't want to bump the ball in their hands. You know, as much as you can. You know, the least amount of time. So you know, the last time we kept having drives, fumbling, giving the ball back to them, they had you know many chances to score. Fortunately, we played some great defense, so we really have to live in our mistakes this time. Well, your defense, it's been a lot of fun to see how much they've grown and improved over the course of the season. Tell me what you guys are doing well on that side of the ball. If maybe you feel like you're playing your best defense going into the district final or if they have another level they can reach. Yeah, you know, earlier in the year we were we were giving up big plays. And, uh, you know, you look at teams like Westwood and Nagani, we gave up a lot of yards and it was giving up big plays here and there. And, you can't do that. And so we really tried to shore up, you know, covering gaps, make, making sure all gaps are covered, making sure we're covering the whole field, getting as many guys to the, to the ball as we can. And, uh, 
you know, we've, we've gotten better at it, but, uh, you know, the stakes are higher now. We're playing against better teams. So, uh, you know, we still, we still have a lot to improve on. And, uh, you know, the kids are pretty focused with that. They understand that. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're focused, they're concentrating in practice, and that's what you need right now. Well, certainly it's a postseason game, and that in itself will uh, cause you to approach it maybe a little differently. But based on what you have uh, knowledge from prior experience against West Iron County you didn't have going into your Week 7 matchup, do you prepare for them any differently now as compared to when you played them last month? Well, we, you know, we pretty much prepare for every team about the same. But, you know, for a team like them, you know, they're going to blitz us. And uh, we have to be able to cover, you know, block all our gaps and not let them get penetration. And, you know, they've been a blitzing team all year. So, you know, we're working a little harder on that than we did the first time. Um, you know, they've done a lot, a little bit more, you know, offensively than they did the first time. So we're trying to cover everything that they, they've done up to this point. And then, um, you know, defensively, you know, we have to, you know, we played against a lot of different defenses. You know, there's always the possibility when you beat somebody earlier in the year that they can change things. So we're working on other defenses too and uh, just trying to get everything, everything covered that, you know, they might throw at us. On their side of uh, the defensive end, are they pretty much a 40 base team? They've been 40, but they will switch to 50. You know, years past, they've always been a 53 defense. This year, they changed to a 40. Um, and they will switch into a 50 here and there. So we're preparing for both. We're preparing for blitzes out of both and, uh, you know, making sure that we have all our blocking assignments down for either one of those defenses. Talk with Jeff Olson, head football coach at Ishpeming. From what I hear about West Iron County, the recurring theme is how good their uh, their line is. This is a game that could be decided in the trenches. Are your linemen uh, rising up to the challenge? Yeah, you know, and we have a couple banged up right now. We're not sure if they're going to be back for the game. You know, we're keeping our fingers crossed. But, you know, it's always won or lost in the trenches, and I really believe that. And, uh, you know, you have to try to control the line of scrimmage. And if you're just relying on athletes to make big plays, um, you're not going to go very far. So, we're try- you know, we've been working on that all year. We We have a great, you know, offensive and defensive line that we've been counting on. You know, they've come through to this point, but they – you know, they, they have a good one, too, and that's going to be always the case when you when you start advancing in the playoffs. So, you know, it's going to be our focus. I'm sure it's going to be their focus, as it is all the time. A couple of minutes ago, I really liked the answer that Hunter gave me when I asked him about uh, what kind of mentality goes into a postseason matchup with. He says you got to treat every playoff game like it's a championship game. Is that the mentality that's shared among the locker room? Well, sure, because, you know, you can't get to the championship game unless you win the ones before. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's win, win in advance or lose and go home. So you have to treat them all that it's, it's an important game. You can't make mistakes and have things snowball against you. And, uh, you know, everybody's understanding that the stakes are high. So it's a championship game mentality. Um, you know, there is a championship at stake, a district championship. So, um, we, you know, Everybody's everybody's on the same page. That's good for us, and you know that keeps them focused. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. All the best this weekend. Look forward to talking again. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Jeff Olson, head football coach at Ishpeming. More after this on the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Savings is in the air at the UP Catholic Credit Union. In addition to our outstanding savings and loan rates, we're offering three certificate of deposit specials. We have a 13-month certificate for 2.02% annual percentage yield, 19 months for 2.52% APY, and a 25-month certificate for 2.68% APY. Stop by any branch to take advantage of this great offer. If you live, work, go to school, or worship in the Upper Peninsula, you're eligible to be a member. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. 
Welcome back to the Friday Football Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us. Hope you're safe tonight if you're out there traveling and becoming road warriors for Friday night football. Maybe you're just staying in and staying cozy, listening to the radio, cheering on your favorite team from your easy chair with something to on and lots to wash her down with. We have got plenty to go over today as far as high school football postseason coverage here on ESPN-UP. We will have the Saturday morning coaches show coming up tomorrow to recap all the action for you. Right now, however, we have a chance to talk with another head coach. Friday football kickoff show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP app. Time now to talk with Escanaba Eskimo head coach Dave Howes. His team getting a thrilling victory over Ludington last Saturday, getting set to advance to the district final against Alma. Coach, going back to last Saturday, what a game. 27-20, your team gets the victory. Maybe a little slow start out of the gate, but you really turned it on in the second half. Give me your thoughts from last Saturday. Yeah, just one of those things where, uh, you know, we've been a second-half team all year for some reason. Um and what had happened is uh, we had a bad snap um, our first series on offense, and um, we never had it all year. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, what's going on in the first quarter? Um, or our kids responded like they usually do in the second half. Uh, made some adjustments against a very good Wellington team, and um, you know we were there in the end, made a big play, um, and then stopped them on their big play at the end of the game. So we've been doing that all year, just uh, advancing to the next level. Tell me about the hook and ladder play. That was enough to help you break free in the final minute of the game. Was that drawn up or was that improvised? No, we, uh, we've run that same play five, five, six times this year. Um, and I know I was going to run sometime in the game, and I just happened to be watching their safety all, all game. He's been creeping up, creeping up, and all of a sudden I took a shot with uh, whatever it was, a few seconds left in the game, and um, it was there for us, and perfect pitching, catch and pitch, and down the sideline he went. Tell me about the reaction on the sideline. Was it a situation where you had to keep the guys focused, saying there's still time on the clock here? Or, uh, what was the feeling? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you know we have 11 guys on offense, 11 different guys on defense. We try to keep kids fresh on their team. We've been doing that the last four seasons. Um, so those guys on the sideline, like, hey, focus. We got defense. We got a good quarterback. Um, so we were focused. It's just that uh, the Meeker kid for Wellington was throwing darts all game, and what a heck of a player he is. Um, but we made the play at the right time. Well, he got him down to the 10-yard line with less than 10 seconds to play, and eventually an interception was enough to seal the deal for you. Tell me a little about that play and uh, how big it was for your defense to come up and make the stop they did. Yeah, it was one of those things where, um, you know, they were running some crossing routes, and the quarterback was uh, throwing a perfect spot all day, and he just uh, happened to miss on one time, and our safety was right in the right spot, and picked it off and sealed the win for us. We talk about their quarterback, Meeker. He was 15 for 24 through the air, passed for 230 yards, ran for another 57. What was the game plan coming in against him? Was it a situation where you were going to force somebody else to step up and beat you or what have you? Yeah, we've been doing that all year where, you know, we've been facing some really, really good athletes. Um, that's Kingsford and, you know, Mark Katz. They got some, some really superstars, uh, you know, like individual players. Um, so we, we pretty much say, you know, get, get what you can. We're going to be, you know, try to eliminate everybody else. Um, and that's what Prince happened here was, you know, he got his yards, um, but we eliminated a really big place. Defensively, Ludington's got a lot to like on their squad. The Fountain Kid, 23 tackles on Saturday. Uh, Keeley had 11, Meeker with 9, plus an interception. Defensively, you knew they were going to be tough going into it. What was your game plan against them, and tell me how well you executed. Well, you know, on tape, they didn't look that great, to tell you the truth. Um, this is one of those things where, Talking to the coaches, like we had rainy games for the last five, six games. So on tape, it was very deceptive with the, with the conditions they played in. Um, but seeing them up close and uh, personal, I was like, wow, they're big, physical, the best defense I've we've seen all year. Um, so I was just being stubborn, trying to run the ball, run the run, run the ball in um, first half, and then second half things opened up. We made some adjustments. Um, but yeah, what a good defense they had. Offensively, Craig was 11 for 21, passed for 173 yards, two touchdowns, and then he ran for 92 and another score. Tell me a little about what he does for your offense, how he makes the Eskimos go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Craig to me all year. I mean, he's uh, to me, he's the UP player of the year, um, you know, easily in, in, in my mind. He's uh, averages close to 100 yards rushing, averages close to 200 yards passing a game. He does that every year where I call play and he, he can check things if he sees things, if it's uh, pass is not there. He takes off the runs. He's just a special, special player. How about your special teams? How'd you feel they played on Saturday? 
Uh, special teams were, you know, it's one of those things where we had a bad snap to start, uh, you know, bad snap on the punt that recovered two plays later in the end zone. But uh, after that, they, you know, been consistent all year, and you know, we were fine. Tell me about Alma as you look ahead to the district championship on uh, on Friday. Uh, Alma is, uh, they're very, very good. 8-1 um, record, um, tough conference they play in, well coached. They have a three-year starter at quarterback, a three-year starter at running back, uh, his name is Breck Allward. He's uh, he's a special player, very fast, physical, um, very young in line, but they're they've been blocked well, and like I said, they're a really good team. We beat them the last two years, so they're they're gonna be right for us. Nine and one record this season. How do they compare to what you saw last year, based on what you've seen on tape from this year? Are they any different? Um, very very similar. Just like I said, they, those uh, those guys have a, another year experience underneath their belts, and they've been playing some stiff competition. Um, they look a lot better than they did last year. It's uh, it's obvious. Offensively, what scheme are they going to throw at you? Um, they're going to go spread. I like to spread us out. Uh, uh, Drew Hummins is the quarterback's name. He's, he throws uh, good balls. He's very patient. And then uh, they want their um, stuck tailback there, the Elwood. They want him in space. So they'll run option. They'll run inside trap. Uh, he's just a special player. How about on defense? What do they uh, What do they like to bring to the table? Uh, defense, they're very, very fast. They're physical. Uh, um, they run a 5-2, um, so they can stuff the edge and um, try to stop our trap game. So they know what we're going to try to bring to them, and they're going to try to stop our run game and hopefully it opens up our pass, and then um, we can go back and forth with our balance. What's practice been looking like this week as you gear up for Alma? Uh, it's, you know, we, we keep things the same all year. It's uh, a lot of routine, a lot of things going on, just you know, take a game at a time and um, the kids, we've been doing that the last couple of years, and they understand it's just another game. Um, stay focused, and uh, we move on. How much does having a roster with kids that have playoff experience under their belt, how much does that help you as you get into this time of the season? Oh, it's huge. They they understand, you know, what the importance of what's going on, especially on road trips, you know. Yeah, we can have fun, but it's a business trip. We want to get things done, and I'm going from there. So having veterans is a big thing. For those of us who've never coached in the Michigan playoffs, is it any different? You approach it any differently than you would a regular season game? No, no. It's uh, you know, like I said, if, if you stress out, if you put more importance on those games, and the kids kind of see that too, so you got to keep things uh, you know kind of normal and under routine, and uh, just play regular football. You know the way we play, and things should be there in the end. How about your captains, the leaders, the seniors, what have you? They know it could be the last time they step on the football field any given Friday or Saturday, whenever it is you play. Tell me how they're handling the pressure. Yeah, they take care of things, you know, in the locker room. Um, so they're vocal. They, they let the juniors and sophomores know, you know, you know how important it is to be an Eskimo. Um, their experience, you know, how, how precious it is. And, you know, don't think, take things for granted. And um, like, they, like I said, they understand, you know, they could be one more game and they're done. So uh, they're taking things very important, and they're, they're really focusing right now. Coach, last thing before I let you go, give me some keys to a victory this weekend. Uh, just, like, just like I say, every single football game is take care of the ball, um, create some turnovers on defense, time of possession, um, out-hit the opponent, and uh, we should be there in the end. Dave Howes, the head football coach at Escanaba High School, his team taking on Alma this weekend for the district championship. Coach, thanks for the time. Best of luck. I appreciate it, buddy. The Friday Football Coaches Show returns after this. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy, U.S. 41 Marquette. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. 
Welcome back to the Friday football kickoff show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP app. Time now to talk Iron Mountain football. 8-2 and two record as they got a win over Oscata 36-14 last week in the pre-district matchup to advance to Friday night's game against Roskaman. We're joined by head coach Robin Martella. Coach, uh, tell me about last week's win. A good one for your guys, 22-point victory to advance to the district final. Well, it was. Uh, you know, it was a great home victory on the Saturday afternoon. Uh, we played a good football team, and we played well defensively. You know, uh, score, they had some athletes. Uh, their spread offense was very potent, but uh, our kids understood the game plan and played well defensively. On the offensive side of the ball, you know, obviously we were able to put up some points. Uh, I know in the second half, Zach Herrick uh, ran very well. You know, he ended up like 184 yards on offense. That's a credit to our offensive line. Um, we just played well. Played well on both sides of the ball. Um, so, again, anytime you get a home playoff victory, uh, it's a good day. I'm sure you uh, had things to address from the start of the season in August to what you saw out of your final regular season game that you talked with your team before they took the field in the uh, postseason. What were some of the goals that you wanted your guys to do in the playoffs, and did you feel you accomplished those? Well, I think we did. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, the first word I put on the board was compete, you know, because we, we have to compete consistently, not on a big game, not on fourth down, not on the the line. Our football team, for us to be successful, we have to play hard consistently. And uh, I was happy with what happened last Saturday. I thought our kids played hard, um, again, consistently. We, uh, I think we're a pretty good football team, you know, if we can minimize mistakes and play hard. So we've talked about that. We've talked about that moving into Ross Common, where the team that makes the fewest amount of mistakes uh, is probably going to end up, you know, with the victory. So uh, those are some things, you know, I know they're cliches, but things we've talked about on a regular basis because regular basis because we think they're important well coach Escada has been very aggressive this season as far as going forward on fourth down they tried that early on last week and you ended up scoring on your first play from scrimmage tell me how important it was for your defense to come up with big stops at the right time and then uh, your offense giving you an early lead right you know we kicked off um and then uh, you know on a uh, a passing down Marcus Johnson is in safety here in number 10 going on the flat a pass we've seen all week long. Uh, he said, Marcus, when this, when this happens, this guy's going to go to the flat. And he, make a, he made a break on it, made a great play, and just barely got the interception, just barely kept his feet, and was able to get down to the two-yard line, and we could score in the next play. So that's the tone for us defensively. Obviously, it's nice to get a – I mean, it wasn't a defensive score, but it led to an offensive touchdown the very next play. And to get up 7 nothing right from the get-go, that, that, that's a huge part of the game. That's good for your – for your mental psyche, and uh, again, it just set the tone for us defensively, and it was it was our day in terms of stopping them. So uh, again, we got off to a great start. Marcus made a great play, and and we went from there. Well, Escada came into that game eight and one. They won their conference championship. Their offense set their single season record for points. Their defense single season record for fewest points allowed. They were a really good team entering that game, and you come out and thump them by three scores. Tell me how important that was for your guys to uh, get some confidence moving forward. Well, there's no doubt. You know, we uh, we were very aware of their offensive uh, efficiency, the number of points they scored. You know, I should say, if you watch the game, they had a couple plays uh, to make touchdowns. They had a wide-open receiver, went off his hands one time. One time, our or our defensive back was in a position, and they, they could have easily had two more scores during that first half. But, I mean, that's football comes down to making plays. And uh, fortunately, on defense, we were able to, to make a number of them and uh, hold a really good offensive team in check. Um, leading into this week, it's going to have to be the same. Uh, a little bit different style with Ross coming, but our defense has to play well uh, to give, us, give ourselves a chance to be successful in the end. Well, yeah, let's talk about this weekend's matchup and what kind of offensive scheme Roskaman is going to bring to the table. Well, it, it's different in the fact that we haven't seen uh, this type of offense. I guess you call it a diamond offense. They want to play power football where quarterback is under center they got a tailback there and then two power backs or two up backs so we uh we're gonna have our hands so there's no doubt they want to play smash ball football and uh that'll be the challenge this week coach uh four game winning streak going into uh this weekend's matchup do you feel like your team is playing your best football right now or do you feel you have another level you can reach well i think you always can get better 
Um, you know, our kids have competed and made plays consistently all year long. And I guess I'm just hoping for that to continue this week. Uh, one of the things we need to work on is our penalties. We had two holding penalties last week. We had an, an, an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. You know, penalties are drive killers or they extend drives if you're on defense. We need to clean that up. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we need to continue, or continue to take care of the ball. We talked about turnovers. We talked about ball security. Um, maybe try to get a fumble or interception, you know, on defense. And it just comes down to, I think, we're two evenly matched football teams that are going to play hard. And, and someone's going to be happy in the end and someone's going to not going to be very happy in the end. And that's just, that's just high school football in the playoffs. Roskaman has allowed just 15 points in their last five games. What scheme do they run on defense and how do they run it so well? Well, I, I think their defense it starts with their guys up front. They're a big team uh, on the offensive and defensive lines. They're going to have four big horses up front defensively, you know, and, and I think they're pretty athletic um, in terms of getting them the ball, in terms of their team speed. So that's going to be a challenge for us, and we're going to, we're going to try to do some things to get our guys in a position to make plays, but uh, there's no doubt they've been playing very well on both sides of the ball here for, for a number of weeks. So it'll be a challenge. Uh, we know that. We expect that at this time of the year. Um, I guess I'm hoping on the other side of it that will be a challenge for them in terms of our offense, in terms of our defense. So, you know, it's great to be playing this time of year, and I know our kids are really looking forward to Friday night. They're coming off a 30-point victory over Harbor Springs in their pre-district matchup. I'm sure you've had a chance to watch some film on them. Uh, anything that stood out to you from their first postseason game? Uh, well, I know you know if you watch Harbor Springs on film, they're more of a, a double-tight, double-wing offense, and uh, and Ross Cummins shut them down pretty good there. And, and I know if you watch us on film, you're going to say we're, we could do that. And on the other hand, we you know we like to put our athletes in space, maybe a little bit, go a little bit more spread you know, and put a couple of wide receivers out there. So that'll be a change, there's no doubt. Having said that, I know uh, Ross Cummins played Holton Lake week eight. Uh, we have that film because they didn't have a game week nine with a forfeit. And Holton Lake was in a spread. So, uh, you know, they, they've seen both styles, I guess, the, the smash mode style and the spread style. Uh, we want to be able to do both. Whatever, you know, whatever works for us in terms of putting points on the board, we'll take. But, uh, you know, like I said, they're, they're a very good football team. They, they tied for their conference in the Jack Pine Conference. I know a couple of their uh, opponents are still playing in the playoffs, and that's just, you know, that's just what we're up against this week, a very challenging team um, going on the road to Roscommon, taking a five-hour bus trip and, and playing some football. But, uh, like I said, we're happy to be playing right now, and uh, we're looking forward at the opportunity on Friday night. How have your seniors, your leaders, captains, what have you, stepped up, rising to the challenge, knowing this could be the last time that they take uh, the Friday night football field? Is there, uh, or Saturday, whenever it is that uh, you've decided to play week in and week out, uh, how do they react and get up for the challenge? Well, uh, I guess first I want to say we play Friday night at 5 o'clock yep. Central Time down in Roscom. And we have seven seniors on our football team that uh, we all, all of our coaching staff, we love them dearly. The situation for those seven seniors is last year, um, we are a one and eight football team. We had seven seniors on last year's team to go along with the seven juniors, and it was a struggle. The struggle in terms of numbers, in terms of injuries, and it's just no one's immune to them. And uh, those seven seniors now stuck with us, stuck with our program, and uh, I've told them that numerous times. So now it comes to this Friday night, and like you know, like you said, those seven seniors it could be their last football game. Uh, and the same for probably the 15 seniors on Ross Cummins football team. So my, my gut would say at the, at the end of the game, you're going to have a bunch of seniors on either side of the ball, depending upon the losing team, that are just uh, they're going to be crying, they're going to be emotional, and uh, that's the way it should be because uh, it means something to our seven seniors. You know, all seven of them have been great for our program. And we've talked about it, they understand it, and uh, I guess that's motivation. Um, to go out there and do your best and, and compete on a consistent basis and uh, see what happens. You know, at, at the end of the day, uh, at Friday night to 8 o'clock, have no regrets. You know, if you win, that's great. If you lose, that's not so good. Uh, be emotional, but nonetheless, we gave it all we had. So, uh, again, our seven seniors, uh, they're great kids, and we're happy to have them. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Best of luck this weekend. 
All right, thank you so much. That's Robin Martla, head football coach at Iron Mountain. His team taking on Roscommon this weekend for a district title. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home. And each year, it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well. And if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Welcome back to the Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. We take a look at Escanaba's opponent this weekend, the Alma Panthers, and Coach Dan Faylor, kind enough to join us on headset. Coach, before we get to Esky, let's go back and uh, talk about your pre-district opener and uh, tell me a little about what you saw out of your team, what you liked about them, maybe what you want to get corrected. Uh, well, we saw Big Rapids, who we actually played week nine, so we had them back-to-back, so that was kind of a different experience. Um, but uh, we we won pretty good week nine, and they played a little bit better, kind of what I was expecting week nine out of them uh, the first week of the playoffs, so they gave us they gave us a battle for a half. It looked like a much more defensive battle last week as compared to two weeks ago. Week nine, you won 55-12, to and this previous weekend, you won twenty six to three. Did you see defenses start to tighten up on both sides? Yeah, our defense has been playing quite well uh, most of the year. But like I said, I, I kind of expected that type of game from Big Rapids week nine. So it was it's kind of you know I think we jumped up on them early. We had a couple of uh, turnovers we got from them, and it just kind of snowballed from there for them. So. That score, week nine, was not indicative of the Big Rapids team that we saw last week. So, well, Coach, uh, you come in at nine and one. Your only loss came all the way back on the last weekend of September. Tell me what you like about this team. Maybe what? Uh, tell me some ways that they've progressed since uh, August, the beginning of the season. Well, we we graduated a lot of kids off the of last year's team, um, so we had a lot of question marks going into this year, and uh, we have all new starting offensive line we graduated all of our kids from last year's team so you know I've been real happy with our line play um, to kind of score some of the points that we've done this year you need a good line and you know they they really filled the gaps that we had there um, our one loss was against Swan Valley who you know they were in the state finals last year and they brought back the majority of their team this year and they'll probably be making a, another long run but our kids are you know, very coachable kids uh, they're hard workers especially in the off season and it's been a great group to uh, coach well when you look at uh, what a team like Escanaba likes to do obviously they were in a thriller last week I'm sure you've had a chance to uh, get a little more familiar with them a team maybe not necessarily uh, geographically on your radar uh, yeah I actually I went up and watched the game last uh, Saturday um, and one of my assistants went up and watched um, and we've played Escanaba the last two years in the playoffs and they, they've knocked us out so I'm you know, somewhat familiar with, with the program um, but I got a ton of respect for Dave Howes the coach there at Escanaba he's, he's got a heck of a program um, you can just tell that they're, they're a well coached team uh, they had a tight one against Ludington but the kids didn't panic at all, and, and that's indicative of the coaching staff. You know, those, those kids are confident, and and they should be. They they got a heck of a heck of a group. When you look at them and what they like to do, what stands out to you from that eight and two Eskimo team? Well, they have the ability to be pretty flexible on offense. You know, they'll come out and try to try to run over top of you, 
And if they can't do that, they've got the athletes to spread it out and throw the ball around and get you out in space. So it's, it's impressive that they have. Usually teams are good at one or the other, and they're pretty good at both. When you've uh, played Escanaba in the past, in the postseason, what have you, and you've got a chance to see what they look like this year and what they bring to the table, personnel-wise, formation-wise, is there anything they do differently compared to the teams you've seen in the past? Well, I know the last two years, they've, you know, I know they graduated some, some pretty special players last year, but, uh, you know, they just seem to to fill those voids. You know, they, I think... Uh, I'm not great with names, but I know uh, number 44 was a heck of a player the last two years for them, um, and number two was a speed kid for them, and and they've you know they they filled those gaps quite well. Um, they like to get the ball to number four, um, and he's he's kind of filling in for their you know their their speed guy, and but it's like I said, I just I get a lot of respect for Coach House and the program that he has there. Defensively, is the message for your guys going to be containment? Yeah, we just need to continue to fly to the ball. Um, you know, if they try to run power at us, we just got to get guys to the ball. And so far this year, we've been fairly successful at doing that. So offensively, what scheme are they going to throw at you? Are they a team that can throw multiple looks at you? I, I think uh, we're going to see a little bit of power and a little bit of a spread game. And they will do. They will try to take whatever we're giving them. So if they feel like they're successful running the ball at us, powering it at us, that's what we're going to see a heavy dose of. If they don't think they can do that, then they'll spread it out and let that quarterback, who's you know pretty pretty special player, kind of work his magic. So. How about defensively? What scheme do they like to go to? Oh, uh, they've run a lot of uh, even front so far this year what we've seen but uh um you know they're just sound technique wise up front um pretty disciplined so you know they're i think they're a lot like us they kind of have their philosophy that they're going to stick with and um and so far it's been pretty successful for them coach how about your team season have you stayed fairly healthy throughout yeah we've uh a couple weeks ago, we had a couple starters that were dinged, but they're back now. Um, getting last week, they're both, you know, the guys that were out were, you know, back full go. Um, but yeah, we've knock on wood, we've been very healthy so far this year. Tell me how much of an advantage it is to be able to play this game on your home field. Obviously, you take out the the long bus ride, what have you, but then the home crowd, uh, the Panther faithful. Tell me what kind of atmosphere they bring to Alma football. Well, it's it's nice. We've actually been we actually had six home games in the regular season, which is one more than we normally do. Uh, so we we've gotten pretty accustomed to playing at home. Uh, but we usually have some pretty good fans show up. Uh, I know they're playing in a big tailgate prior to the game. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's nice playing at home. I don't think there would be a coach out there that would say any different. When you look at your team and what you need to do to take care of business, give me the biggest keys to the game uh, to get a win on Saturday. Uh, we can't turn the ball over. Um, and can't have untimely penalties. Those are two areas that, you know, when we've struggled this year, we've turned the ball over and we've had had bad turn or bad penalties. So, Dan Thaler is the head football coach at Alma High School. His team taking on Escanaba on Saturday for the district championship. Coach, as always, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks for having me. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. 
community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Friday Football Kickoff Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP app. Don't forget, if you haven't gotten our mobile app yet, it's free at the Apple iStore or Google Play. There's a link to it on our website. You can hear live broadcasts not only from ESPN-UP, but nationally syndicated content from ESPN Radio. You can hear Westwood Patriot Athletics. You can hear sports pens on demand. You can hear this show as well as our Saturday morning coaches show on demand. Get caught up on everything you need to know through there. You miss anything. All available right there, on-demand section of our free app. You can also get linked up with us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at ESPNUP and like us on Facebook. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us on this Friday afternoon turning into evening as we get you set for week two of the high school football postseason, the district final round, as they like to call it up here. We have more coaches on headset to get to. Let's get to the next one now. The Friday Football Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Time now to talk with Calumet head coach John Kroos. His team winners over Westwood in the pre-district round 6-0 on Friday night. Coach, going back to that game, a slugfest. Your team in a grind-and-pound method throughout and get the job done as uh, you take down Westwood for the second time this year. Yeah, we got, got to be proud of the defense there. They had their back against the wall several times, a couple, couple times in the first half, and... Uh, responded kept him out of the end zone and uh you know just uh you know and then it was a fabulous individual play by our quarterback and receiver to complete the pass in the end zone and you know who who would have thought that that was all we needed to win that game but uh you know and then next thing you know westwood's got the ball knocking on the door and a big interception by travis ojala to to seal the win for us and you know what a what a great win for the program and community up here well, Coach, going back to the first half, Westwood's first two possessions, they drove down to your 15 and your 26 and stopped them both times. After that, they had a really hard time moving the football until the final series. Tell me about your defense, what you saw from them as they got progressively better throughout the game. Well, they they tend to fly. They're great athletes. They love flying to the ball. They love hitting. You know, and I think uh, they grind people down. You know, they eventually wear people out, and I think that's probably what happened out there. Um because Westwood certainly is a big, powerful, strong team, and uh, you know, and they were kind of winning, winning the physical battle early in that game. But uh, you know, we just kept doing what we do. We didn't really adjust anything, and uh, you know, like I say, I think we just physically wore them out, and it was enough to get the win. On the defensive side of things, uh, you made Ashton Bergman virtually a non-factor in the second half. He's a big, strong running back. He likes to rip off rushes and get out of the uh, wildcat formation, get those direct snaps. What was your team's game plan going up against him? Uh, well, we got a game tackle. You got to take out lead blockers, and you know I think that's what we did more than anything. Is uh, you know we just had eleven guys playing hard-nosed football every play and playing together as a team. Uh, a couple of timeouts in that second half, especially, you know, you think about we had the fumble, we had the 15-yard penalty on fourth down, and they gave it, we also gave up the fourth and 11 conversion for a first down. And at any point there, it, we were just calm, cool, and just knew that we could still get the job done, and I didn't see any panic. And, you know, it was just outstanding um, team defense. Travis Ojala coming up with a game-winning interception with inside two minutes to play. Tell me a little about that play and the reaction on the sideline. Uh, you know, they they had uh, Beckman rolling out to our sidelines. Um, you know, and we kind of knew they were without time. They had no timeouts left. Uh, clock was ticking. Uh, we're getting down inside of two minutes. I was just a couple seconds before that play started, I went, "All right, all right, if we get." If we can get a turnover here how much time can we burn off the clock i said i think four 25 second plays is a buck 40 next thing you know i saw beckman throw it travis step in front of it stepped out of bounds i looked at the clock and there's a buck 40 left on the clock exactly i looked at the offensive coordinator our whole sidelines was going nuts and i said i think we just won the game with that i said let's start taking a knee and that's what it was game over so, Coach, uh, tell me how you spent practice this week, what you geared up to uh, do against St. Francis on Friday. 
Well, I'll tell you what, when you watch film, they are powerful. They're big and strong up front, and their backfield, uh, they just rotate guys through, and just an incredible amount of speed there. And So, we're, you know, we're, we've got to hang our hat on what's got us here. It's our defense, and, we, you know, we certainly have to do a even better job this week containing an outstanding offense, and uh, I think more importantly, we got to put some more points on the board than we did last week. What scheme is St. Francis going to throw at you offensively? Uh, they like that full house tee, but they they mix it up more than that. They got the, you know, and I don't know names offhand, but they got a they got a kid that'll come in and run the wildcat and uh, just fast. So we haven't seen a kid that fast all year. And you know, when they're in the full house tee, he plays one of their halfback positions. And you know, there's there's scheme a lot of different ways to put the ball in the kids' hands. What do you notice about them on defense? Uh, they get after it. They, you know, they they even come with more pressure and heat than we do, and uh, they really they really make it tough on you. And so we're, we played them last year, so we kind of got an inkling of what they do. And so we're working hard at trying to be able to ball control our offense and generate first downs under the intense heat that they bring. When you look at them on film this year compared to what you saw from them last year, is there anything personnel-wise, formation-wise that's different about them? Well, they're you know they're a, they're a program, uh, same same group coaching them year in and year out, and you know it's the uh, young sellers now taking over for his dad that was there for many years, and so it's still a lot of the same things, and they're you know they do a lot of the same things they've always done, and so I don't think they change a whole lot. Um, they they certainly do what they do well. Coach, uh, what's going to be the biggest key to getting a victory on Friday night? Uh, I would I would say it's got to be our offense generating first downs and keeping their offense off the field and um, and just keep keep tackling and hitting and doing doing what we do. You know, I don't think anyone if you look at their schedule, I don't know that anyone's went after them and hit them as hard as we have. And so I think that's got to be something that we play on. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck on Friday night. All right, thank you. John Crow's head football coach at Calumet High School. His team getting set to take on St. Francis in the district final.